Welcome to Our Sleeve Life Podcast, hosted by Kelly and Mel, friends who had gastric sleeve surgery, but five years apart. We wanted to create a supportive family with full transparency by sharing our stories as well as others from the community. We are breaking the stigma of weight loss and weight loss surgery one episode at a time. Hey, guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. <laughs> no. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor immediately. Ye- yes. And that includes diet, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys, and we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family. That's right. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, OSLP family. Yeah. You are listening to our Sleep Life podcast. This is Kelly. This is Mel. And we have a very... Very, very, very special guest in the in the studio today. That's right. Via <laughs> Zoom. And it is Miss Natalie. Breaking Barriers is her Instagram handle, and we absolutely adore her. So hello and thank you for joining us, Natalie. Of course. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I love it's been a long time coming. Seriously. Like yes. I once we got this in the books, I was like, yes, we get to interview her. Finally. Yay! Yes, because I love watching your stories and your posts, and Aww. you make me laugh all the time. Yes, FYI. <laughs> so I was like, when we got you in here, I was like, this is going to happen. Yes. We yes. had a follower that was like, hey, do you have anyone that's gone to Mexico? And I was like, I think we do. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be part of, yeah. the, part of this journey. So thank you for coming. Yeah. On. yeah. And of course. Say, like, that video that you did the other day where you're like, I'm only going to eat whole foods after I have surgery. And then you're like, ah, <laughs> eating the chip, yeah. dying. Like, oh my gosh, that song that you played in the background was just perfection. Like yeah. I was dying laughing. My husband was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's fine. It's just one of our followers. Yeah. Just, yes. So, yes. yes. So well, yeah, kind of introduce yourself. Like, yeah. like, where are you from? How old are you? What are your stats? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm from Washington. So neighbors to Yay! Oregon. Um, and I'm 26, almost 27. I'll be 27 on Sunday. No way. Is, I know. This is like super fun. It's like a birthday present. Yeah. Happy, happy early birthday. Yes. Happy early Thank birthday. You. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then my stats, um, I started at 403 pounds. And as of a couple of days ago, I'm at 418. Yeah. So, or 318. I was like, I'm um, so sorry. 318. My <laughs> I, I was already thinking 318. <laughs> Yeah. You <laughs> so, falling over there? Yes, I'm falling. <laughs> My setup. Oh, oh, man. It's okay. My setup is janky. Okay. It's okay. But yes. So down 85 pounds from what I started with. Hell yeah. Wow. So how long has that been since your highest to now? Um, My highest was back in June. So five months. Wow. Oh, yeah. That is. Yeah crazy Fuck yeah, yeah girl in five months 85 pounds impressive that is very yeah. and how how much of that is post-op um about 35 is post-op so I, I lost 50 pounds in pre-op wow that takes a lot of drive to do yeah. that <laughs> yeah yeah because it is not easy. Number one, we know that it's not easy to lose weight, Mm-mm. but yeah. especially like knowing that you're going to have surgery, I feel like it makes it 10 times harder because you're like, I'm going to lose the weight after. Yeah. Type mm-hmm. of thing. Did you ever feel like that? Yeah. Um, but also my surgeon, um, the way that they do it in Mexico, uh, they tell you, you know, they told me 50 pounds in three months on this eating plan is totally doable. So that's what we need you to do. And I was so anxious that I would get to Mexico and they would weigh me and it wouldn't be enough that like to have surgery. So I just was like, okay, I have to do this. Yeah. Like it's not really an option. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well then, yeah, because we want to get to know you. So like, where did your journey start? 
Like when, when did it really start for you? Tell us all the things. So different from all yeah. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's journey is different. Um, so for me, I would say it really started back like probably age 12. Um, yeah. I've always been, I've always been big. Um, I think that's something I relate to you, Mel, about yeah. is that, you know, I was never thin. I was always the big kid. Um, and I'd been to Weight Watchers. I'd been to Jenny Craig, pretty much anything that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, that was back when I was 12 was when I started going to Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, all of that. Um, and then when I was 15, I was at uh, just over 300 pounds mm. at age 15. And that's, wow. my mom, my mom got like terrified um, at that mm. point. Yeah. So um, at that point, my mom took me to my pediatrician and said, you know, what's the deal? What can we do? And my pediatrician said, well, there's a procedure called the lap band and she's at the age where she could have it with your consent. Oh, wow. At 15? Yeah. Yeah, Damn. Wow. Um, And me being 15, being like, I've never been thin. Heck yeah, I want to do this. You know, I, I just kind of said, sure, whatever, do whatever you want. Um, Not really realizing that there's a whole mental aspect um Mm. to the journey yeah you're young you're not yeah there's no way you could comprehend that shit well and I think you said it best like you're like hell yeah I'm gonna be skinny yeah so like instead of like yes let's get control of my life and like yeah yeah let's let's be healthy like your first thought at 15 is let's be skinny yeah yeah so I think you said it best Cause that's what we yeah, all wanted I mean, when you're a big kid. Like yeah. you're like, Oh, yep. I want to be tiny. Like everybody else is mm-hmm. going to be fun. Like, but there's a whole mental game that obviously I don't think that the doctors really understood mm-hmm. 15 years old. How no. did you do that? So your mom did sign off on it. Yeah, she, she was for it. So, okay. um, you know, I, when I was, uh, I was 15 and a half, almost 16. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the band and it worked well the first okay. year, you know, I lost about a hundred, 120 pounds. Wow. I was living my life. I was happy. Um, wow. yeah, it was, it was great the first year. Um, and then my band slipped and oh. I had some pretty severe complications from it. What um, mean? okay. So yeah, explain yeah. to us how that, that happens. Yeah. So basically if you, um, your band is like a, like a donut that sits around your stomach right? and mm-hmm. it's an inflatable. So mm-hmm. every three months you're supposed to go back and get it adjusted. And I don't remember why exactly, but I don't, I remember going like a couple, like six to nine months without getting it adjusted. And I oh, can't wow. remember why. Yeah. Okay. I can't, I, my memory is a little fuzzy, but I remember going a while without it getting adjusted. And then I remember things just not feeling right. Like mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't eat very much or I just wasn't hungry at all, um, which is also kind of abnormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like I just didn't want to eat at all um, because it either hurt or um, I couldn't keep it down. Okay. Um, and Do you have so any pressure happened, pain or? Um, I wouldn't say pressure. It just felt like I would eat something and it would come right up. Oh, wow. like it wouldn't, it wouldn't like even it was like, stuck. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then, um, I went to the doctor, um, and they said, we need to have emergency surgery. Your stomach has like basically gone underneath the pouch. Oh no. Like it, it fell to yes. where it was like restricting to the point of not being able to eat. Wow. Yeah. So oh, I had to have, thing. they sent me right to the emergency room to have it out. And okay. that was like the worst day of my life. <laughs> oh yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Cause how old yeah. were you at that time? 17? Yeah. 17, almost 18. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you had the lap band taken out. Mm-hmm. What happened yeah. after that? What happens after that? 
Um, so the whole thing with a lot of this is that there was no real follow-up. Like, okay. Mm. I feel like all of this was so new that mm. doctors and surgeons didn't know what the proper, what was really needed, um, mm. towards, you know, the follow-up aspect. Okay. Um, so I would go back every like six months just to make sure that everything healed and looked fine. Um, and then I started gaining more weight, um, obviously, because I don't have that restriction. Right. And I started talking to my mom about how upset I was about gaining weight back. Because at that point, I think I gained close to 80 to 100 pounds back um, in oh, about wow. a year. Wow. Um, yeah, because I didn't learn any, I didn't learn anything. I just had this thing that was yeah, no one taught. No one taught you like portion control, how to get your energy out, how to process your emotions. Mm. Like, why are you eating? Yeah. What's, what's the, that. what's the driving force behind you eating and yeah. why were you relying so much on that restriction? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. None of that. That's um, so then we talked to my surgeon again about um, VSG because we thought this is a newer uh, procedure, um, a little bit safer than gastric bypass. Yeah. Um, and at this point I was 18 and I thought, well, you know, I, I do want to do this because obviously I need help. So um, my mom said, okay, we're going to try this again. and. Um, we, I got the VSG, um, which I later, uh, found out I actually ended up getting the placation. Um, I guess the doctor had talked to my mom and said that that might be the best way to go because I only had like not as much weight to lose. Wait, um, okay. So, so back up and tell us what that, well, first, how old were you with this one? 18. You're 18. 18. Okay. So 18. You thought you're having VSG and now you're having, what is it? It's called a placation. So a it's placation. basically, yeah, where like they fold your stomach and oh. then suture it. What the so fuck? They, yeah, they, they don't like remove your stomach, but they just kind of like. They cut it off it. and kind of sew it over to the other side. No, they just like fold it. No, they just fold it. What the fuck? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Oh, okay. So they like smash it like a pancake and kind of roll it up. Yeah. Like a fucking cinnamon roll. Yeah. Like a Make cinnamon yeah. roll. <laughs> and then they clip it. Or they yeah. stitch it up. Fuck, man. Yeah. Okay. So okay. each people um, having this thing. Yeah. So I guess people get that if they don't have quite as much to lose. They okay. It's like a, like a baby VSG. <laughs> essentially. All right. Okay. Um. So I had that done. Um, and then I just remember feeling like after the healing process, I didn't have any restriction. Oh. I could eat um, whatever I wanted. I felt like I was still hungry all the time. Hmm. I just felt like something was wrong. Um, but I kind of felt like it's like I've had two surgeries now. Maybe it's just me. Oh, you're right. starting to blame yourself. Like, mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was 18. You know, yeah. what else do you do? <laughs> well, and again, yourself. you're having a surgery and you're having not really any after or like you're not having any of like, what is your driving force behind you eating? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I had no, no support. At I was going to say, did you have any support with this? Did you have any therapy? So you didn't have any therapy, nutritionist appointments, Nothing was required. Oh, Nothing. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I had my regular therapist, but she wasn't trained in bariatrics, you know. No. It was, no. you know, typical depression, anxiety. And I was a teenager. So we just talked about teenager things, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I okay. <laughs> more thing. So yeah. you, so you're noticing these things like, I can eat whatever I want. I'm not, you know, I'm never satisfied with that kind mm -hmm. of, okay. Mm -hmm. So what was your next step? 
well, I kind of just went back to dieting, you know, I was like, well, you know, these two procedures didn't really work. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess it's back to like, you know, picking up your bootstraps and trying again with your just Atkins, you know, whatever dieting. Um, and that was probably over the last eight years. I just kind of slowly would just keep gaining weight. And Mm -hmm. I was like, all right. Because I never went back to, be big. to see like what was happening. No, because no. I was just, I was hurt, you know? I was oh, like, you're well, devastated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. I would, I would feel the exact same way. Like, yeah, I've gone through two procedures now. Neither of them worked. So I guess I'll go back to what I've always done. Yeah. Or, it, mm-hmm. or you're going to have to do it by yourself now. It's probably, I, I know that's where my mindset would be like, well, I guess mm-hmm. medicine's not helping. I guess I just have to fucking figure it out. Yeah. Yep. Well, and yeah. dieting was always comfortable to you because that's what you knew. Mm-hmm. So from, because yep. you said from age 12 to 15, when you had the the lap band, that's what you did was you just dieted, yep. right? Okay. Yep. And I mean, that's what my mom did. I mean, that's what I was raised seeing was, you know, going through periods of restriction and dieting and then periods of eh, whatever, like that didn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a, you know, learned behavior that I had. Um, I was going to ask about home life because you're a kid going through these procedures, like, you know, like what kind of food were they feeding you? Like, did they even try to make sure you had smaller meals or protein first or, you know, do they get involved your recovery? Yeah. So I, you know, my mom, it was just me and my mom growing up. I okay. was single child, only child, single mother. Um, mm-hmm. She always wanted me to eat healthy. I just, I guess growing up with like this restrictive, like we'd never had sugar in the house, mm-hmm. never had, like, it was very type A, like, <laughs> you know, we didn't have anything like that. But I mm-hmm. think growing up like that I don't know it was like I'm not allowed to have this so I'm gonna sneak it in my other life yeah. like at school and mm-hmm. anywhere I can because I can't have that at home gotcha I can t- completely relate to That's that how Kelly's yeah because my mom didn't keep sugar she didn't no cereals no, no juices no soda we didn't have those little you know granola bars or Gummy yeah. fruit snacks, chips. No, we didn't have any of that in the house. We didn't yeah. eat fast food. We didn't go out to eat. Like it was very like you, we ate at home. Mm-hmm. And so I remember leaving the house and being like, wait a minute, I can have fast food whenever I want. Like, yeah. well, I'm going to eat fast food for every meal then. Like, uh-huh. yeah, that, I mean, that was yeah. my thing. I was like, oh, I I, I'm an adult. I can eat whatever I want. So therefore mm-hmm. I'm going to have foggy McDonald's and Taco Bell every night. That, <laughs> You've been yeah. bougie since day one. I have been bougie <laughs> since day one. How have you not noticed this I before? I love it. That's so true. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, that was I kind will. of your mentality too? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, okay, I'm going to be really good at home. And then I'm going to go to school and I'm going to get hot lunch. I'm going to, you know, just whatever, just go crazy because I could. Well, and hot lunches are not good for you. Like no half the shit that they feed you is like <laughs> pizzas and chicken nuggets and like, fries oh, and yeah. fries. Like I remember getting pizza in school and you would have to like sop up the like grease, grease. Yeah, on the, yeah. with a napkin. Well, that yeah. Awful. Well, yeah, the U.S. does not have good food for kids at all no like yeah. it's been a known thing for a while but like it's so cheap they're just like I don't know what else to do I have to do it cheaply and it's like fuck you maybe then don't blame us when we're big like this mm-hmm. because you're yeah. teaching us fucking bad rules like well school's giving me food why wouldn't I think that's okay like that's exactly what you think why wouldn't it be good for me yeah if the school's yeah. feeding it to me yeah yeah they they're responsible for our minds why would not they be responsible for our bodies mm-hmm. like they're supposed to protect yeah. us so it's really confusing. And then they get yeah. mad at us and don't approve our fucking insurances for you guys to have surgery. Yeah. Even though like, fuck you, you made me fat and like all these goddamn <laughs> foods, we won't pay for the surgery so I can get better because you fucked me up. Don't right. mind her tangent over here. 
but I relate. <laughs> That's yeah. it's so real. It's yeah. true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, so and then when you say sneak food, like would you get stuff from like the vending machines and things like that also? So are you like candy bars, yeah. chips? Because did you go to soda, college? Anything? So, like, did you go go to college? Oh, yeah, like lived in the dorms. So you could hide this. Oh yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Okay. I um yeah I lived on campus I mean I would go through so much I mean we had like meal blocks and I would go through meal blocks like I'd be struggling at the end of the semester because I would just like go crazy what's a meal block um it's like oh go ahead I don't don't know it's like a you can one swipe is like a meal oh so you can whatever you want the meal yeah oh Oh, oh, that could be yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if you go like two or three times a day, that's two or three meal blocks. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they're only valued at like $5. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Well, at my school, I don't know about other schools, but yeah, I mean, I would, anywhere I could, um, college was especially hard because food is everywhere at college. And if it's free, it's even better. Yeah. Um, Everything's so yeah. I mean, they would pizza, whatever you name it. Um, I would just, I would eat it because I could, I wasn't what's at home your, anymore. What's well, your trigger yeah. food? My sugar food? No, your trigger um, food. Your trigger, oh, trigger food. food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ice cream, chips, French fries. Okay. Yeah. All the stuff that's not good for you. <laughs> I mean, ice cream was a big one. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would eat like tubs of ice cream. Okay, I don't yeah. blame you. I love me some I ice, cream. Love ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> no. annoying. It's it's rude how good ice cream is. <laughs> right, and you know what? I didn't find the love for ice cream till after surgery, so that's annoying. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, because I got fat on bread and ranch. That's what bread and ranch um, and rice. Mm-hmm. Bread, it was bread, rice, and um, ranch. ranch. So, yeah, I didn't have a sweet tooth till afterwards. Yep, it's annoying. Yeah, bread was I, a big one for me too. Yeah, right. we we were talking about like pasta because I love pasta. Fucking love some pasta, and I would we would have it every single night of the week, mm-hmm. and not just like you know your side of like here's your little bit of pasta. Yeah, no. Like it's a it's a whole plate and it's like a little bit of meat and then pasta and cheese like <laughs> that was what we ate and I'm like yeah no wonder I gained so much weight like, yeah honestly. yeah looking back it's like a, I'm not surprised anymore like oh no. yeah duh. oh yeah. no yeah yeah I was actually just talking to uh one of my followers because I was surprised that I could eat three chicken wings I was okay. like, whoa, this is huge. Like, this is a lot, you know, in my brain. Oh, and yeah. then I went, girl, you used to eat like 12 chicken wings, half a pizza, French fries. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a huge difference. And especially your uh, like two months post up, three months post up. Yeah. It'll be two months on Monday. <sighs> nice. That went by so fast. I yeah. know. I don't like, get it. <laughs> I just remember like you, that weekend that you went into surgery and we were all like, yes, she's going to go. Like we were so excited and it does not feel like it was two months already. I know. I know. Well, like, so what led you to the third surgery? Cause like, I know I would have been nervous. So what was like that breaking point for you? Um, it was a lot of things. Um, you know, my mom was to the point of worried that she was um, so anxious all the time. Um, and it was hurting our relationship. Um, you know, like it, I'm sure it hurt her to see me like how I was. Um, and then in June, my grandma passed away Mm -hmm. and she was like a mother to me. And we were sitting around looking at pictures, telling stories and everyone just kept saying about like talking about all of the things that she's done and Mm -hmm. accomplished and traveled and no one said like oh she wished she could have done this Mm, it was all look at all of the stuff that she did 
And I was like, well, shit, I don't want to do that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And I thought, do that the way that I am right now and um so that was like early June because what was um, so that, just being you sorry to interrupt um oh no you're fine <laughs> um I mean I spent a long time just trying to love myself where I was at mm-hmm. um had finally gotten to the point of like you know this is how I am right now I'm just there's a lot more to me than than my weight so I'm just gonna live try and live my life um but you know it was like going bar hopping with my friends and I was the last one making it up the hill you know just things like that that just get to you you know oh yeah tired Um, of always being the last person yeah yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and just like having to be accommodated I just didn't want to be accommodated anymore I wanted to like live you know I like that Um, live without thinking about it I think is a big one too yeah that we come across like because like me and Melanie have talked about like where you would plan your day like Mm -hmm. okay so we're gonna go to this place and I'm gonna sit in this booth because then people can't see me from behind or I'm gonna sit at this table because then I can scoot my chair back like once you start getting to going on your journey, like it's so cool to not have to think about that. And I don't sit yeah. as much. You what? I don't sit as much. No, you do not. Mm-hmm. She's constantly standing. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> I fucking said I sat so much when I was fat. Like, that's why I was fat. Cause I wasn't doing shit. So I still love to sit. Yeah. Stand it up. I'll sit all day long <laughs> and I don't care. Yeah, I do love to sit. I have to set timers right now just to like, come on. Get up and get up and walk. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so back to grandma. Mm-hmm. So she's been a, she was a huge reason why. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so that was like June 4th when she passed and we, we had to plan her funeral and all of that. Um, and then, so my, the seed had kind of been planted. I'd kind of been looking around. Um, and then my mom sent me, uh, my surgeon, like a, a website, and she just said, I'm not pressuring you. Just look into it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. And I was like, okay, whatever. You know, being the way that I was, because if someone tells you you need weight loss surgery, you just get defensive. And 100% you do. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so I think late one night, I just started looking into it. And he just seemed like that was his life. Like he Mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that people were successful and that was his only mission in life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he lives, breathes, he created this, uh, new improved gastric sleeve. There's a video on his Instagram about it. Okay. Um, You'll have to say, so what's your surgeon's name? Um, Dr. Ariel Ortiz. Ariel okay. Ortiz. Okay. Yeah. He's in what city in Mexico? Tijuana. He's in Tijuana. Okay. All yeah. right. At the, and the, it's called the Obesity Control Center. I actually really like that name. Yes, me too. <laughs> Taking control of your life. That's you what go. we're all yeah. about. Okay. Yeah, so. I can tell that he was just, he knew exactly, he knew how to make people successful with their weight loss. And he was uh, featured on Oprah, Good Morning America, like all of these American shows. And I was like, okay, there has to be something to this. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. He's not recognized like this for nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So then I just, I put in like, they have that form that says, if you want to know more. And I, I just did it. I just thought, well, might as well, you know, get the information. It doesn't hurt. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. doesn't hurt. I'm not committing to anything. And uh, the next day, literally the next day, and this was at like 10 p.m that I submitted my information. 
Um, I got an email with just all of the information and the price breakdown, all of that. Um, wow. And that's fast. So that's real fast. It was everything wasn't literally three days. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. So oh how bad is break, uh, how's the breakdown? If you don't mind us asking the I price. Think, I think yeah. the followers want to know like what is it what what does it cost to get surgery by Dr. Yeah, Ortiz? I know for me, I would have thought just like going to like a football game that I could never afford it. Cause I'd be like, well, mm-hmm. he's doing all these people. Like there's no way a little old me is gonna be able to like do this. So it sounds like he's yeah. a cool guy. He's really cool. Um, he's kind of like his own pers- like TV personality, but he's that way in real life, you know? Awesome. <laughs> um, so it, it really varies person to person. And they made that very clear in the paperwork that not everyone is going to have the same pricing. So take oh, what nice. I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> okay. Um, but mine was right around like 9,000. Okay. And that's for everything. Mm-hmm. What is, what does that mean exactly? Everything. Um, it was, uh, you had to pay for your flights. So, um, to San Diego, that was okay. out of pocket. Okay. Um, but everything else was, um, hospital stay, the surgery itself. Um, and I believe it was four night in a hotel. Oh, so they did the hotel too. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. Oh, okay. and you got like a CAT scan, EKG, blood work. Okay. So Good. all of the, all of the like medical tests that you would do here, you still got there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you did your, you did a scope also, right? Um, I had done one a couple years ago and they okay. accepted that. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And you were actually headed into your CAT scan, right? When they called mm-hmm. you? Is it what I was, well, what I'm remembering? So yeah, I was getting ready to go to get my CAT scan. Um, and they called my hotel room and they said, Hey, just so you know, um, and this is the day before my surgery was supposed yeah. to be. Um, they said, Hey, just so you know, uh, you, you might be having surgery today. Okay. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, you know, I live you in Washington, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is when she's in Mexico. Oh, when you're in Mexico. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I jumped ahead. Sorry. I just, Ooh. it popped into my head. <laughs> I was like, shit, you're still in Washington in my head. So I was like, how are you supposed to get there? Okay. Yeah, no, sorry. So I had already, I had gone to Mexico. I was in my hotel room. Um, they do all the testing there. So blood work, EKG, CAT scan, all of that was done at the uh, Mexico hospital. Okay. Um, so I was getting ready to head into my CAT scan when they said, Hey, you might be having surgery today. And it was like 1 PM. And I was like, okay, (laughs) what do you mean? Um, and I said, should I be packing my bag? Like, you know, what's, what's the deal? They're like, yeah, go ahead and bring a bag. <laughs> I was oh like, gosh. all right. Apparently okay. <laughs> I'm having um, surgery today. Yeah. I was Ooh. like, uh, okay. So I like instantly cried because I was like, I was supposed to have another day. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then I got my CAT scan and I was still on the table. Like they just finished my CAT scan. I was still on the table and they said, okay, yeah, you're having surgery today. I was going to say, why is, if you're already there, let's just get it done. Let's so, get it all done. Let's just get it done. I mean, you, at yeah. that point you were, you were doing your liquid diet. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, why not get it over with a day early? Yeah. So what was, what's the official date of your surgery? September 28th. Nice. Yep. All right. I love it. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So got the surgery. How was it feeling when you woke up? Um, I remember feeling like my throat hurt. That was like my first, um, like it felt so scratchy. Um, but I woke up to someone basically saying, okay, we have to get up and walk. 
And yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> good morning to you too. You're like, yeah, don't rush me. I'm waking yeah. up. <laughs> um, I just had major um, surgery. So we're done. Yeah. I was like, okay. Everyone is very uh, kind, but they're also very adamant. I think mm-hmm. is the right word down there. They're not very, they're nurturing. They're very nice, but they're not, uh, they're kind of just like, all right, we got to go. Come on. I kind of like it. I like it. Too. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. It was very straightforward. Um, mm. So I got up and I walked and I remember just feeling uh, tired and a little dizzy from the meds. Yeah. Um, just kind of not feeling like myself. Um, but I walked for a couple minutes and then I came, sat, laid back down. And um, then they tried to get me to drink a lot of liquids right away, um, hmm. which was not enjoyable for me, like at no. all. <laughs> no. So they had you that day drink liquids. Yes. They said, you need to drink me, sat down. Um, they gave me ice chips and then they also gave me, um, like an electrolyte drink, um, to help, uh, kind of replenish me, I guess. Okay. Um, and I remember it it being grape flavored (sighs) and I hate grape. (laughs) Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Tasted like Dimatap and it was horrible. Yeah. Oh man. um so ice chips were my friend (laughs) yeah yeah well and I think we're just kind of confused like not confused but like I know we both had to wait 12 hours yeah it was 12 hours before we were allowed to drink so it's just kind of funny that they would have you do it right away um did they have you hooked up to IV and IV and all of that so you were getting fluids that way so yeah interesting interesting yeah because I remember my Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. Uh, I remember my surgeon saying you're hooked up to fluids. So there's no need for you to drink until tomorrow. Yeah. And I was like, but what the fuck? I want some water. Like, yeah. I just went through surgery. Why can't I have some water? And she's like, no, no. You get this little sponge. Yeah, the sponge in your mouth. Yeah, you get this little sponge with some water. And that's what you get until tomorrow. And I was like, I did not sign up for this. And after five sponges, I couldn't have any more. Yeah. Wow. They cut you off of sponge water. Like you're you're that's enough, honey. I'm like, want more. I didn't know this. They cut you off of sponge water. (laughs) Jeez, that's tough, man. Yeah, it's definitely I think that was one of the hardest ones to like try to get through that 12 hours. Yeah. And then that first drink of water. Like, yeah. how did it feel for you? Like taking that first sip? Um, I will say it was hard. Like I, um, my throat was so scratchy and then, you know, everything is so tender. So mm-hmm. it was like, it just, I remember feeling it like the whole way down. Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't oh. feel comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. At all. Now, how did it compare to your other surgeries with drinking water after um remember because I know they were a while like yeah the lab band definitely felt similar like it definitely just felt restricted um but like I said that that second surgery um the placation I just it was fine I just remember feeling like I didn't feel anything okay Um, I was just curious if there was a difference that you noticed or if it was like with the placation if it was something like that happened like maybe a little bit later. Um, I think my question with the placation is, did they notice anything when you were, when they were in there? Did they tell you anything like your stomach like was folded? Like, I just don't understand. Did your Mexico doctor go like, Hey, yeah, there's an inflation there. Yeah. So, um, the head nurse, he was an angel. I loved him so much. Mm -hmm. Um, he goes, okay, so I just wanted to, you know, chat with you about your, your surgery. Everything went really well. Um, he goes, did you know that you had a placation done? And me being drugged up, I was like, no, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, he goes, yeah, so you had a placation done. Um, he goes, but 
two thirds of your sutures came undone. Like they were not intact. Well, that makes sense now. And I go, you're kidding. And he goes, no. And I said, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Like, finally, I have that answer. Of yeah, it's what not happened. you. Yeah, yeah, you did nothing wrong. It was obviously I, the surgeon. Yeah. So that was, I remember just feeling like just the relief yeah. instantly, like, wash over me. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Like, and I said, okay, but I have my stomach removed, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're like, you're like that part that didn't get sutured. Like you took that out, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's not in yeah. there anymore. <laughs> and then he goes, yeah, do you want like the surgery report? And I was like, yes, I want the video. I want the full surgery report and I want a photo. Yeah. And he goes, okay. And I said, thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, it has to feel like, you're almost like justified because you're like, it's not just in my head Mm -hmm. that I'm not feeling restricted. Like I'm literally not feeling restricted because I wasn't restricted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That's, that's nuts. Seriously. I can't, I can't imagine number one, going through the uh, weight loss surgery twice, much less three times and have the first two like have, not so much complications, but like they didn't know they were. Cause yeah, slip, I mean, I guess, yeah, it's complications. So yeah. So like third time's a charm. Yes. I'm very happy yeah. that you got all of your documents. Cause oh. I, I realized that from this journey that you could do that. I forget that you can request all your medical records yeah. and have your own mm-hmm. set at home. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about it right now. Like I should probably do that. I asked doctor, my doctor, Dr. Thompson to take a picture of my stomach. I was like, I'm just curious on what it looks like. Cause yeah. I know they have to like blow it up. And so I asked her when she came to discharge me and she was like, I forgot to take a picture for you. I'm really sorry. Oh, no. And I'm like, it's okay. Like I wanted oh. it, but I'll be okay. I was just like, but I just have like this Instagram and I really want to put it on there. <laughs> I was still dope. I haven't put mine on there yet. But you can definitely tell that my stomach's been through some shit, you know, really? like it's a little bit like, yeah, it, it's, it's been through some stuff and you can kind of tell. Yeah. I kind of oh, want to see it now. Oh, I do. Yeah. Uh, I, do. I, I might post it here pretty soon. Nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I want to yeah. see this. I want to see yeah. like, what your stomach's been through. Well, how are you feeling now? I'm feeling good. I, my stamina is still not where I would like it to be like I still get tired after you know an hour walking around and and stuff like that um or cleaning I can only Mm -hmm. clean for like maybe an hour and then I have to sit down for like an hour yeah that's that's quite a while though that's good for not even two months post-op I mean well you gotta think you're still moving around a lot of weight Mm -hmm. like yeah that's true that's the one thing I remember. I was like, oh, like I just lost a hundred pounds. That's a lot of weight to just move around all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to get tired doing that. So don't be hard. Yeah. On yourself. Yeah. Well, and yeah. what's your, what's your, um, water? Cause you're good on your water and your protein for the most part, right? Yeah. I'm good on water. My protein varies day to day. I will say it bounces between, I'm supposed to get 90 a day. Um, which is a lot. Um, but I, I bounce between 60 and 90 kind of depending. Okay. So really good. Yeah. That's really good for two months post-op. I mean, not even yeah. two months post-op. I mean, you're, that's really, really good. I don't even think I hit halfway at no, two it months. It took me a while. I think it took me until like yeah. almost six months to hit those goals. Cause mine was like 84. Was what mine I think was. mine was 80. Mm. I think it was 64 ounces of water and 80 ounces or 80 grams of protein. protein. Yeah. Mm. And I was definitely mm. one that was like, I was all protein all the time. That's all I ate. Mm-hmm. So I should yeah. have been hitting it. Right. Well, like, so That's what so is different now? Like mindset? Cause like you're older now, you know, mm-hmm. all the rules. Are you implementing the rules? Do you have a therapist that's just for this? Like what's going on yeah. with you to keep this going? 
I think for me, it's, it's mostly just that like, this is the third surgery you've had. So a part of me is just like, make this work for you. Like, don't, um, like it's okay to have hard days and, and struggle that way. But Mm -hmm. in the end, this is like your third chance at life. (laughs) Like everyone always says, Oh, this is your second chance or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I'm like, no, this is like my third chance. And, um, you know, all things set aside, you know, I knowing what I know now, it's just, you know, you, uh, you can't do what you did before and expect to have the same, the, these amazing results. You have to keep, you have to change what you did. Um, and you can't postmate your food all the time, you know, like you used to and things like that. So it's, it's kind of like, I have to catch myself as I'm, about to do like a a hurtful behavior and I have to take five minutes and just sit and think about the the two ways that it could go um I like that so you're more thoughtful about it yeah being more more intentional yeah okay I like that yeah I like the sitting down and kind of thinking about it because I think a lot of the times when we are binging or eating because of stress or, you know, which will still happen. It still happens, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. sitting with that and marinating with that mm-hmm. um, before taking an action, because I think it's a very like immediate response to where you're like, I want chocolate. I'm going to go get chocolate. Like mm-hmm. there, if you sit and chill with it for a second, like, like, no, I don't. Do I need it? Yeah. Do I really? Like, why am mm-hmm. I eating chocolate? Because I think that's a big portion of it is why. You're asking yourself, mm-hmm. why are you eating chocolate? Why are you ma- Why are you feeling like you need to postmate your food? You know, like, yeah. why, why are those thoughts popping up um, yeah. instead of just reacting? Right. Yeah. More thoughtfulness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you tracking? Are you... Yes. <laughs> like, are you letting anything bad in the house? Because that was kind of what we try to do is just don't let it in the house. So it's not a deal. But I don't know your living situation. Are you, do you live alone or? I live alone. Just okay. me and my dog. So, right. yep. It's just me and him. So unless he goes to Safeway, <laughs> you know, like I know what I buy. And okay. um, I, it was funny, like last week, I, had a moment where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to postmate my dinner tonight. I don't feel like I don't have a dishwasher. So mm. I was like, I don't want to do the dishes. Like I just want a meal and I want to sit and eat my meal and not worry about dishes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, I had a moment with myself being like, okay, you're going to spend $40 on this postmate and you're going to eat three, four bites. Yeah. Is it worth it? Yeah. I was like, that's stupid. You have eggs in the <laughs> fridge. Go make eggs. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know that, which I applaud you because that is, it's hard sometimes. It's a victory. Because that is a you, huge yeah. victory. You literally thought about it. was like, nope. And we're going to go have something healthy. Well, and you reasoned yeah. with yourself. You were saying like, are you really that stupid? Like, I don't think you are. Let's just yeah. do what we're supposed to be doing. I like it. Um, I know I found a few like because my husband works nights. And so there are some nights where I'm like, he'll need to leave for work early or like we get done recording late. And so I'm getting home right as he's leaving and dinner's not ready. And he'll be like, well, what do you want for dinner? And I'm like, it's fine. I'll either pick something up or I just won't eat. And half the time I don't even pick anything up because I don't want to go through a drive-thru. Like I hate going through drive-thrus. So I'll go home and I'll be like, I just won't eat. And then I'm like, no, just eat something small. Like it doesn't have to be a thing. Yeah. Because literally that's the same thing. It's like, you're going to eat four or five bites of something. So just pick something and just eat it because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And I mean, I feel you on the no dishwasher thing. So yeah, I've, she had. No I've lived in a lot of places with no dishwasher. Yeah, <laughs> and we actually just now got one like fixed for our house, and we, so we went almost two years with that one. Um, so I definitely understand that feeling, but I would say if that happens again, actually just do the dishes because like you moving around makes you feel better. Yeah, and then you have accomplished something, and it's like a yeah. little, it's like a little NSV because you're like, I didn't order Postmates, I got my fucking kitchen clean, and I made myself something to eat. Like, 
Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. just gotta celebrate it with celebrate. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Do you celebrate your little victories or? Yeah. I mean, uh, just the other day I posted, I had this sweatshirt that I've had for probably I saw it. three. You saw it? Yeah, yeah. I was really stoked about it because it was actually an oversized sweatshirt for like the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. That's awesome. It's yeah. a really cute sweater too. Just thank FYI, you. So. I, I remember like going to Walmart, finding the biggest sweatshirt I could find um, because I wanted it to be oversized and like dip dyed and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah I just I like put it on the other day and I was like oh my god like this is actually what it was supposed to look like, like all these years yeah. so that was like really exciting yeah yay yeah. I love it um so what is your where do you see yourself in a year or five years like what do you see for the future Natalie and not even just yeah. wait, just like you can yeah, not wait, just and... like anything. Where do you see yourself? Yeah. I mean, I like to know about the weight goals too, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> as you as a person, like, where do you see yourself? Yeah. What do you want to do? Like, do you have more passion now? Yeah. Like something triggering you? Yeah. I, I mean, weight wise, I'd love to get to my doctor's ideal weight for me. Um, it's at 225, which okay. is like, um, it's like 175 weight loss so that you would be this. yeah like I can do that I think um but I just want to be like strong and healthy like I just okay. want to like I don't want to be thin I don't want like I did that been there you know it was mm-hmm. fun I guess but <laughs> you know I just I, I want to like really be healthy and strong and like have stamina to do things um I love the idea of hiking I've never hiked in my entire life (laughs) and I just want to like get to the top of a mountain you know hell yeah yes I love it yeah that is a really good goal yeah and something that is totally doable like yeah you know I think making those small goals are totally healthy to be like Mm -hmm. all I want to do Hike to a top of a mountain. Well, you got this. You can do it. Yeah. We have complete faith um, in you. I'd like to travel more, you know, yeah. like mm. airplanes. We all know they're, they're a bitch. They are. A <laughs> so well, they don't make it feel good. That's it. Well, yeah, oh. they don't. They really, really don't. No. Yeah. When so I, I just, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want to see the world. Like, I just feel like I've, I have only been to seven states in America. I've only, I haven't done what I've always wanted to do. And I just want to see the world, you know? I love it. Travel. Traveling the best. It's so much fun. Yeah. I leave on Friday for Florida. So when you talk oh. about traveling, I'm like, oh, two more days. Not even two more days. Cause we leave at oh. like, 3 30 in the morning on Friday. So for the airport. So it's like a day and a half, really. That's hilarious. And I still haven't finished packing. So (laughs) that's pretty typical. I'm a procrastinator anyway. So yeah. I think we (laughs) all are. I like to have all my stuff packed and know what outfits I'm wearing at least two weeks ahead of time. Yeah, but you never do. I don't know why you put that pressure on yourself. Because I used to do that. Okay. I used to do that. And then the, we started this podcast. It took over our fucking lives. And yeah, it, Kelly doesn't pack two I've weeks been, in advance anymore. Natalie, I've been hearing her talk about packing for like two or three weeks. Oh, yeah. I'm like, like I still got to fucking pack. <laughs> literally, I've got to pack the night before. I am literally <laughs> just going to put my Hufflepuff robe and my wand in my suitcase and then just get on the plane. <laughs> like, that's all I need. I just, yeah, yeah that's all like, I'm going to buy clothes there. Yeah, literally. That's what I'm like. I'm debating. I'm like, so good. I should just, just wear what I have on. Yeah. I'll buy clothes there. All I need is my, my, my robe and my watch. You're so I'm good. Yep. <laughs> What's the first place you want to travel to? Oh man, that's so hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really want to go to Ireland because my family is very Irish. Okay. Um, and then I also really want to go to uh Tokyo and like Hong Kong. Ooh, Tokyo. Um, 
that yeah. would be fun. That was, those two. Yeah. Those are definitely on the top of my list. So because you have had such a crazy journey, what is mm-hmm. the biggest advice for newly pre-op or people that have not, they're still on the fence about surgery? What would your biggest advice be? I would say, you know, trusting your gut. Um, if something doesn't feel right or something feels very right Mm -hmm. to trust that, um, Mm -hmm. and advocate for yourself because no one else is going to, you have to do it for yourself. That's killer advice. I like it. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, man, I don't know. I just am really excited about the opportunity talking to you guys, but just Instagram in general has just been such a game changer and having all of the support, um, has been a game changer for me. I was going to say, what's the biggest difference? It sounds like support for you. Yeah. I mean, being able to hop online and say, this is, is this weird? And people Mm -hmm. being like, no, I've had that happen to me a million times. And Mm -hmm. just that comfort that people know what you're talking about, um, is huge. Yeah. I, well, I think, you know, talking about that, like you felt so not validated for so long that now Mm -hmm. that you have that validation, it's only going to make your, you so much stronger because you are, you'll be able to tell those things for yourself kind of like, I am validated in how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just me. I know it's more than that. So it'll, Mm -hmm. I think it'll give you like a powerful feeling over Mm -hmm. time. Like as you get closer and closer to all your goals. And I mean, I have goosebumps just thinking about how far you're going to go. Like it's going to be, I, I cannot wait to watch, continue to watch your journey. Like it's going to be one for the books. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, I would say like, I don't want to leave just yet. Oh, I got a few more questions. All right. Apparently Melanie's got some more (laughs) questions. I had no idea. Well, cause I was wondering like with your journey, like, what are you, I guess, what, what do you have planned for your journey? Like, are you going to be working out? Are you going to be um, like, have a physical job? Like, what do you do? Like, cause you have these yeah. goals, but how are you going to implement these goals? Cause I think that's one of the biggest differences from when you're a kid till now, like, how are you going to be successful? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, once, uh, you know, my stamina is up a little bit, I'd love to start doing little baby hikes. Um, you know, I live in Seattle, there's plenty of little places that you can start. Um, so I'd love to start that and just, you know, start small and work my way up. That's, that's kind of, um, my plan. And, um, I don't, I'm actually, I'm unemployed right now, uh, due to COVID, but, um, you know, I'd love to have a physical job where I'm up and moving and, and doing things and helping people that way. So, um, haven't quite figured that out yet. I'm kind of in a, I feel like I'm in a transitional period, both with my physical and mental, um, trying to figure out what I, what I actually enjoy doing. Like, like Kelly says, finding your happy. I relate to that a lot. (laughs) Finding your happy. I think you're in a really good sweet spot because you're, you know, you're 27, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. About to be 27. Yeah. So like late twenties, you start learning about yourself. Mm-hmm. You start realizing who you are and what you like, what you don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I was telling Kelly literally before we came out here, like this journey has taught me what I actually care about and what I don't care yeah. about and how it's okay to voice those things. And if someone's yeah. going to be mean to you about like what you like, then, then fuck them. They, sh- they don't need to be around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like only surround yourself with people that care about you and want to promote you, like help you mm-hmm. be a good yeah. person. So. And that makes you happy. Makes you happy. Mm-hmm. If it's not making you happy, there is no need for that to be a, a part of your life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even when it comes to jobs, like if your job isn't making you happy, try, find something else. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many different directions people can take. Like I never in a million years would have thought, okay, I'm going to be on a podcast where I'm talking about weight loss surgery 
with Melanie. Like, I don't think that, no, never even popped in my head, but this is like, this is what makes us happy. Yeah. And so you Mm -hmm. never, you never know. So take all the time you can and just put the feelers out there. Try this, try that. Like, you know, do all those things. Yeah. Well, you don't do restrictive anymore. Like this new age, you don't have to just have that one job and be there for 30 years. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, really hone in your craft and do what you're actually good at. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's the one thing I found too, is figuring out what I'm actually good at. Cause mm-hmm. I used to tell people, yeah. I'm like, I don't think I have any skills. And people would be like, no, I guess you do. And I'm like, no, like I'm not <laughs> talented at really anything. Like you can talk and like, nobody's business. Yeah. Can talk. <laughs> and that's the deal. Like I can talk and make people feel good. Um, yeah. And that's the deal is like, I thought like drawing, you know, I don't, I can't draw shit. You know, I can't play music. I can't like, I'm not a bad singer, but I, no one's going to pay me to sing. So like, I'm not creative, but I actually am creative. It's just a whole different genre of being creative. Mm-hmm. And that's the deal. Yeah. Like find what you actually like, because I thought it was numbers. I love numbers, but not like how much I love this stuff. So, mm-hmm. and I'm only 34, like keep going. You're going to learn so much shit. Like, yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Be I mean, I didn't know what happiness was up until, I mean, obviously like with my husband, I'm happy, but like in my own life, I didn't know that there was a difference between not happy with your life and happy with your life. Like, and now that I'm kind of, you know, finding my happy, I am such a more enjoyable person to be around. I feel like, like I can sit with myself, like, mm-hmm. which I never, I always had to be doing something before to keep my mind busy. And I don't know if that was the constant pain or what, but now I can sit in the quiet and just kind of reflect. And I actually really enjoy it. I like being with myself. Yeah. Yeah. Where I didn't before. A huge part of this journey is being able to get comfortable with yourself. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I found myself this morning just drinking my cup of tea and just sitting and petting my dog. And I was like, Natalie, a year ago would have never, she would have had the TV on her phone in her hand, like mm-hmm. all the stimulation. Um, but yeah, just to be able to sit and be with yourself, I think is um, something that people don't talk about as being one of those little victories for sure. It is definitely a victory. Right? They don't talk about that. You're right. Like that needs to be talked about more. Like yeah. I loved that our we did our live with Michaela because that opened my eyes to a lot of things that we need to start doing that we don't do. The whole like mm-hmm. the slow, like people lose weight slow. Yeah. And, and it's totally okay. fine. This is a whole journey. This is not for you to be done with in a year. Like this is like your this is your life now. Mm-hmm. Like this is mm-hmm. why they call it a lifestyle change, but everybody's like, "Oh, that's so stupid." But it's like, "Fuck you!" It really is. Like, yeah. If you want to succeed, let's not stop after a year. Mm-hmm. If you stop after a year, then you didn't learn anything. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. yeah, and that's how I feel. I I loved that live with Michaela. I thought that you know those conversations that are really tough for people to have are the ones that we need to be having. They're the more meaningful ones. Yeah. Yeah. And Definitely. you learn from them. Oh yeah. I, we, I learned so much from last night. Like just even, yeah. even though these are all topics that we've like heard, like mm-hmm. in the background, like I learned so much about like, oh yeah, it's totally fine to lose slow. Like I, that wasn't even a thought in my head Yeah, until last night. And I mean, I feel like she had some really great input because she's been a part of the community for so long well for this year but well, she's, her, she's post-op she's four and a half years post yeah and that's the deal was, what was yeah. nice was, I'm around a lot of girls that are just newly post-op yes. or pre-op and I haven't found someone that's been more relatable to me because she's so long into it and I can see it on her face when she's just like we don't care anymore. And it's like, yes, that's where I'm at. And I was like, how do I get you girls there? Mm-hmm. Because it is a mind fuck. Um, and I actually kind of want to like shelter you guys a little bit from it. It's like, it does get a little worse. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but I, but that needs to be said, like does. that it will get worse before it gets better, but yeah. you will get there. Like, yeah. Yeah. The journey, it's called a journey for a reason. It's not, mm-hmm. does it, you don't say, Oh, this journey is going to be easy as fuck. No, this is one of the hardest things you will ever do in your life. 
But if you make it to the finish line, it's all going to be worth it. It is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll end on that. That was it? Yeah. All right. I'm waiting for you. I'm like, does she have any more surprise (laughs) questions? I don't know. I mean, I normally talk about sex a little bit, but I don't know with COVID and your situation. So, you know, (laughs) would you you like to talk about sex, (laughs) Miss Natalie? If I had anything to share with this COVID situation, I would, but. (laughs) Okay. So we are owed a sex update. (laughs) Just so you know. We need, we need COVID to calm down a little bit and then I can, uh, you know, update. Okay. (laughs) So we're, we're going to put you on the books for a year from now. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. It gets real fun. Just so you have something looking forward to. I mean, that's what I've heard. I can't wait. She has to. She cannot help herself. Yeah. I want people to understand it's okay to feel good about sex. Yeah. People I, I mean, I'm all for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just stop being prudes about it. We all do it. We all like it. We just don't have well, to. Well, not everybody likes it. Oh, they do. They don't, they don't want to talk about it. I think they're scared to talk about it because I want to take a poll. So I want to take a poll of everybody. I think like, you should. Who doesn't like sex? Who does like sex? And we'll see. I want to put like, do you like sex? Fuck yeah. And then no, I'm an idiot. <laughs> 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 no, I won't put that. But something close. To. <laughs> I'm going to do a poll. Yeah, I mean, dates, you know, have all been on Zoom. So that's. Oh, Zoom dating. How is yeah. that? awkward it's horrible I hate it <laughs> okay okay I like how can you yeah. get a feel for you can't um, okay. okay okay I mean I can't I mean some people they've been having like tons of fun with it I just like I'm such an in-person person mm-hmm. um so it's really hard for me I can't like read energy I can't you know any of that so I prefer yeah. in person but okay that makes sense you know, I'm right. a, I'm a feelers too. I'm like, I need to see your face. Ah. I need to see your hands. What are you doing? Facial expression. Yeah. Do you have pants on? Do you not have pants on? Like, uh-huh. I feel like oh, that okay. that's a very valid question, right? Yeah. Wonder like, are you sitting yeah. with no pants on? <laughs> and like touching their arm. Like, do you get that spark? You know, yeah. all of those, like, little cues you don't really get with zoom. So definitely. I feel like that is needed. Absolutely. Yeah. So now we're going to have to get their full like sex life update with Zoom and in-person yeah. person stuff. In-person yeah. person stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh, and then hopefully by the time that we update, we can just meet in person. I know. I would love that. Oh, It'd be so fun. Down to the studio. Yeah. You can come down to the basement. I just find it a very weird because it's literally in the basement. And we're like, yeah. can you come over to the house and go into the basement, please? <laughs> Why I just call it the studio? It's like, not awkward. I don't freak people out. Yeah. <laughs> just go to the studio. But can you walk down these stairs that go directly into our basement, place? Oh my God. You're hilarious. Well, Natalie, it's been a pleasure having you. Yes. Is there anything you want to add real quick? Like just if there, you can say one word to someone how would you what would it before you leave persistence yeah love it like it all right all right love you natalie thank you we'll talk to you soon okay all right Bye. Bye. bye Hey, listeners, if you enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review, and subscribe on any platform you get your podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Join us on patreon.com forward slash OSLP, where you can get exclusive content. We would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logo, Nick Dukes for our web design, Dylan Godfrey for our editing, and Eric Vaughn from 17th Street Studios for our music and recording space. Thanks for listening to our Sleeve Life podcast. We are breaking the stigma of weight loss and weight loss surgery one episode at a time.